0: Welcome to everybody in Sharks territory. This is the Shark City Podcast for February 18th, 2023, the 29th episode of our second season here. Today's episode is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon. Use promo code THPN for both of those for some awesome perks. Let's jump right into today's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Patrick Marlowe weekend, essentially, here in San Jose and Capokakinen's rise in Sharks Territory. So let's jump right into it here as we do a little afternoon delight here live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So if you haven't heard by now, which I can't under- I wouldn't even believe you if you haven't heard by now, Patrick Marlowe Day has been declared in San Jose one of the most iconic players to ever lace up in Pacific Till and in the National Hockey League. He's the National Hockey League's leader in career games played, 1,779. He will be honored. He is Patrick Marlowe. Mr. San Jose Shark is going to be honored forever in Sharks territory by having his jersey number raised to the rafters of the Shark Tank on February 25th. So Patrick Marlowe is obviously San Jose Sharks franchise leader in goals. He has 522 goals with the Shark. With the sharks, pardon me. <clears throat> Obviously, same goes for points, power play goals, shorthanded goals, etc. He has 1,111 points with the San Jose Sharks. He is a leader with 163 power play goals, shorthanded goals 17. Game winning goals, 101, 3,953 shots on the net. Patrick Marlowe's last game was in 2020-2021 with the Salisbury Sharks, in which he played 56 games. And he broke hockey legend Gordie Howe's record for most games played. That was 1,768. Back on April 19th of 2021, Patrick Marleau officially announced his retirement from the NHL in front of family, teammates, coaches, and fans at the Shark Tank back in May of last year 2022. That was May 10th officially closing a chapter on his 23-year NHL career at the Shark Tank. The celebration of legendary Sharks player Patrick Marlowe has reached new heights as not only is he going to be appear, appearing at the Legends game, and not only will his jersey be raised to the rafters, but now San Jose City Mayor Matt... Well, you know, we'll just leave that his name. We don't want any, like one thinking there's an endorsement here, but long story short, the city of San Jose will recognize Marlowe and they officially declared Patrick Marlowe Day for February 25th. All right, I'm excited. I don't know about you all out there, but I can't wait. Um, If you are living here in the heart of Sharks territory, like myself here in San Jose, California, then this is a a big deal. This is going to be a huge week leading up to the game. Uh, what started off as being a you know retire uh jersey raising ceremony that's a huge deal within itself but a jersey retirement ceremony raising a jersey to the rafters it was then stacked it became a weekend event when they announced the legends game that's going down the uh Friday evening prior to Saturday night's game when they're going to raise his jersey to the rafters and now local you know city government here getting involved and they are going to Raise a flag. It's a ceremony for Marlowe. And they'll officially at City Hall declare or proclaim the 25th as Patrick Marlowe Day in San Jose. So let's get into all the details one more time. The Marlowe weekend is now um, three events slotted in three days. February 23rd. Flag raising ceremony at San Jose City Hall. That's going to take place at 1 p.m. here in San Jose, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you guys out there who are fans of hockey, if those of you who are fans of San Jose Sharks and you were planning on making a trip out here to see them play or to just visit San Jose and check out the atmosphere, I would suggest this upcoming week being the time. So again, February 23rd at 1 p.m. at San Jose City Hall downtown. Literally Right down the block, the stretch of Santa Clara Street that leads up to the Shark Tank. Right there at City Hall, 1 p.m., they're going to have a special flag-raising ceremony to recognize Patrick Marlowe. That's going to go down at 1 o'clock, and they they, being the city mayor, will officially proclaim... The 25th of this month, February, being Patrick Marlowe Day. The following day, February 24th, now, here as we go in chronological order. So, February 23rd, go check it out at the City Hall, one o'clock. The mayor is going to say it's Patrick Marlowe Day on Saturday or for the weekend, and they're going to raise a flag. That's going to be awesome. I imagine it's going to be the one that was, uh, I imagine it's going to be the twelve with the Marlowe silhouette in the middle uh, that they uh, made for him the season he broke the record. Um, it was the patch. That was worn. Um, It was the logo that was painted on the ice. So I imagine that will be the flag that they're going to um, have going down. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? So February 24th. Now that's the Sharks Legends game at TechCU Arena. The uh, Legends game is going to have... A bunch of former Sharks players. I think the most notable. And I don't mean any disrespect to anybody. um, Out there. In Sharks territory. But. um, I imagine. The big headliners. Outside of Patrick Marleau is going to be. General Manager Mike Greer. I am super ecstatic. I don't remember ever there being a time. uh, Doug Wilson laced up for one of these alumni games. But uh, back to the point, the Sharks Legend game is gonna be at Texas U Arena with Patrick Marlowe playing in a lineup of former Sharks alumni at 7 p.m. Friday evening here in San Jose. And then we'll close, close up the um the weekend. It's just it just keeps stacking, honestly. February 25th, Patrick Marlowe Day in San Jose. There's gonna be a free patty fest, live art performances. Marlowe's favorite food is gonna be served, or it'll be available as a better way of saying it, uh, via food trucks. And there will be a till carpet alumni event that's gonna um, our alum event that takes place at three thirty. So the the free patty fest begins at three o'clock. Okay, three o'clock February twenty fifth on Patrick Marlowe Day, right there outside the tank. And then three thirty, they'll have the till carpet arrivals. So all the sharks players, I imagine, you know Thorin and Setaguchi and Naby and the likes of of all of Marlowe's, you know. Former teammates are going to show up, and then um, the Patrick Marlowe number twelve retirement ceremony begins at five thirty-five p.m. Arrive early. I mean, there should be no reason why you're arriving late. There's going to be a free patty fest going on outside before the game. Uh, the game, obviously, the face-off for the game is going down at seven, if I'm not mistaken, and um, that that evening we're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. So the Chicago Blackhawks will face the Sound of Sharks following the number 12 retirement ceremony. Again, that begins at 5 30 p.m. Arrive early. There should be no reason why you're there late. There's a free patty fest. All right. And that right there is Patrick Marlowe weekend. So to wrap it up, the 23rd, or you know, to um to review it, the 23rd is going to be the flag raising ceremony at City Hall. The mayor's going to officially declare the 25th as Patrick Marlowe Day. That's at 1 p.m. The following following day on Friday, there'll be the Legends game at the Tech CU Arena, 7 p.m. Go watch Patrick Marleau, General Manager Mike Greer, uh, go skate on the ice and play some hockey. And then the following evening, the big event Saturday night, the biggest event in Sharks territory. This is going to be the biggest. It's not even a game. All right. But this will be the biggest event in our 30 plus year history. Uh, Patrick Marlowe number 12 retirement ceremony that begins promptly at 535 p.m. Be there early. How do you avoid being there late? Show up for the free Patty Fest 3 o'clock. Marlowe's favorite foods will be available via food trucks, live art performances, and then the till carpet event. All right. That starts at 330. And that right there is Patrick Marlowe weekend is what I'm dubbing it. And that's going to take place this week upcoming week all right so we're a week away literally from today for those of you listening live on twitter youtube and uh, facebook okay so the uh sharks will play um today later on this evening they're going to be taking on the buffalo sabers and um you know we're not going to really preview that game but what we are going to do is we are going to go into uh just quickly revisit some of the um charts games that pass so since we last Got together, it was right before the Valentine's Day, um, right before Valentine's Day, like Monday I believe it was, Um, so that was just following uh, the Sharks 2-0, you know, being 2-0 on Super Bowl Sunday, they just defeated the Caps, so um, what do you need to know, they're both losses, we're not going to spend a significant amount of time on this, I just want to cover it for the sake of uh, staying current, but um, what do you need to know, Sharks versus Pens, so the Sharks Breaks the fans' hearts on Valentine's Day in a three to one loss. Um Sharks failed to win again at home. And um Aaron Dell starred in net. Kapo Kakadin obviously had to leave the game late in the second period against Washington uh, under concussion protocol. He was later on uh expect he was expected to um, be good and cleared. It was a day-to-day upper body injury officially, and that was uh via coach david quinn after the sharks uh, post or during sharks post game after the caps apparently you know he was you know things didn't go the way that they thought initially so they made some moves eto mac and etc aaron dell uh so aaron dell started in net uh, timo meyer was a lone shark to get on the scoreboard against the penguins on valentine's day uh, he scored in the third period 15 minutes 57 seconds of the third period uh, it was an even strength goal it was uh, his 31st goal of the year, literally the only shark, the lone shark to get on the scoreboard because it was unassisted. Um, the other milestone, or the other, you know, thing that you need to know for that game was Captain Logan Couture played his 900th career NHL game. So congratulations, and um, um, you know, congratulations and bravo Zulu to Captain Couture out there, Logan Couture. Uh, and then most recently, which is probably you, something you guys definitely don't want to talk about because it was such. I believe everywhere the word that was trending in Sharks territory was pain. I don't know if you want to go as far as that, uh, but back to the point: the House wins in the final seconds. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Sharks, uh, two to one loss. The sound of the Sharks. Um, that was fifty. That was our fifty-sixth game of the season, and uh, it featured some outstanding goaltending by Kaplukakinen. Perfect penalty kill. The Sharks killed off seven. Seven power plays. And Alexander Barabanov, um, he got his career high 10th goal of the season. So he now um, has five, uh, I think he scored five of the last six games as a Barabanov we're speaking of. Um, eight points split down the middle, four goals, four assists. Um he was the only shark, obviously, to score again. The lone shark to score, or excuse me, the only shark to score a goal. But this time uh, assists were tallied by Vlasic Kachor. Pickles got his 14th of the season, while Captain Kachor got his 26th assists of the season. And um, that was it. Again, that late goal scored in 16 seconds in regulation, sold the show in Vegas. Uh, the Sharks committed way too many penalties, as I'm sure you've already heard, um, you know, for the past couple of days. 24 minutes, <laughs> 24 penalty minutes in total. Season high, seven penalties were committed against the uh, Golden Knights. And the Sharks actually killed off every single one of those penalties. But that was really all Kapo Kakenin, who was perfect on the penalty kill, score, uh, stopping all 16 power play shots from Vegas. And uh, it was honestly Kapo Kakenin's Best performance since he's arrived in Sharks territory and, quite frankly, uh, may have been the best goaltending performance that we'll see this season. Uh, so coming up, we are going to speak about Kakinen rising here in Shark territory. We'll go over some of his numbers and, um, you know, we will probably end the program briefly speaking of um, some trade predictions. Might as well have a little fun as the trade deadline is creeping up here in Sharks territory, and then we will um, more than likely, uh, maybe, maybe perhaps, I said we weren't earlier, but maybe we'll jump into um, the upcoming game here for the uh, Sounds of the Sharks later on today against the uh, Buffalo Sabers. All right, I'm Aaron James. This has been the Shark City Podcast. Uh, thank you for everyone who is watching live on Twitter, Instagram, and um, and on YouTube. All right. We'll step aside for a brief moment here to hear from our um, sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Capo Kakinen rising. He is rising here in Sharks territory. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. And how often do those big changes come with big price tags? I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way. You don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change. If it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Recon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can build great habits without breaking the bank. I love using my everyday earbuds to stay up to date with my favorite podcasts, as well as chime in on live broadcast when I'm taking my pup on a walk. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair in a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. You know what gets me hyped about my Raycon is that their custom gel tips are perfect and the most comfortable in-ear fit. And for when I'm at work and I want to zone in and be productive, the noise isolation definitely helps. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash thpn. Welcome back to the Shark City Podcast for February 18th, 2023, second season, 29th episode. We just got done discussing the big day that's going down next week. One week from today, February 25th, is Patrick Marlowe Day in San Jose. It's going to be made official on the 23rd, 1 p.m. City Hall, baby. Uh, Be there if you're local, all right? And then also Friday, the very next day, the Legends game. Patrick Marlowe will lace up with general manager Mike Greer and other alumni from the San Jose Sharks. Um, right before the big event of the weekend, probably the biggest, probably the biggest event of like of the season, in my opinion. Uh, not just the NHL season, but I mean, like you know, for spring. I think this is bigger than March Madness. Some of you might say I'm crazy for that, but anyways, I don't think so. This is huge. This has never happened before in Sharks territory. Uh, Patrick Marlowe's number twelve jersey retirement is going to go down five thirty-five p.m. sharp. Be there early. The free Patty Fest begins at 3 p.m. and there's a till carpet event going down at 3:30, all right there at the tank. So you can't beat free, all right. I mean, not I'm not saying you know don't go to game because obviously that's one of the hottest tickets. If you haven't got a chance to get one uh, or or a couple, there's still some I see out there available. Uh, be buyer beware. There may be hiked up prices right now, but bottom line is uh, the Patty Fest that's free. That's going to be amazing. Uh, so uh, you could, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, you could take place in the celebration for Patrick Marlowe, whether it's on um, 1 PM right there by city hall or at the free Patty fest. All right, let's move on. So we've done talking about Patrick Marlowe. Everyone nowadays in sharks territory is talking about Capo Kakinen. I mean, can you blame him? He's had some amazing games, He's going to be in his sixth start in the last seven. If it wasn't for his injury that took him out against the Caps, I would imagine that he would be starting seven consecutive games. Now, let's pump the brakes now. I know a lot of us are there are thinking immediately like, all right, here is the Kapokakkanen that we want to see. This is what we traded for, right? Uh, this is what DW seen in him last Uh, Season when he acquired him from the wild. Um, Long story short is, you know, James Reimer is out. All right, he's still day-to-day. So who else was going to take seven or potentially seven consecutive starts in San Jose? And that's Kapokakkanen. Without a doubt, it's a no-brainer. Not to take away from his outstanding play, I just want to make sure that we state the obvious first. Now, let's get into speaking about... The best goaltending performance of the season. Okay, so uh, Kapo Kakinen continues to rise as the San Jose Sharks' potential starting goaltender. Um, Kapo Kakinen obviously was the one who was favored going into the season. It was essentially his position to lose, and well, he did. James Reimer is, and I mean, <laughs> last season without a doubt. And this is with Aiden Hill and Kakin on the roster. James Reimer was, without a doubt, the starting goaltender. And then, at the beginning of this season, in case you forgot, he was starting to get some recognition for being the starting goaltender. Unfortunately, we're now here in a situation in Sharks territory where um, his health is becoming, or, you know, his in- you know being injured is becoming a reoccurring theme, unfortunately. It is really unfortunate. I'm a big James Reimer fan, and... Um, Because I personally, and I've said this before on previous episodes, I personally believe that he's provided Starks Territory some stability while they are transitioning into whatever it is that they're, you know, doing, call it a reset, a rebuild, or retool, whatever. Anyways, back to Kakinen. He is on the rise. He's played progressively better each game since his win against Sidney Crosby's Pittsburgh Penguins on January 28th. All right, so... Um, That last game against um, Vegas was the best goaltending form that Capo has shown since arriving here in San Jose. And Kakunin arguably deserved to win the game. He really did. And um, I don't want to just start jumping on, I don't want to sound like I'm jumping on a bandwagon here like a Fairweather fan, right? We've been kind of um, discussing his um, rise as we were watching him since that Pittsburgh Penguins game. Um, and not that it means anything. I just simply trying to stay on, you know, we're saying the obvious. His play is obviously getting, you know, um, is getting to the point where you cannot like realistically. Um, how do I say this? You cannot disclude him from being, in the starting goaltender conversation, in the past, absolutely, in the past, absolutely, James Reimer undoubtedly was holding it down between the pipes. But um, in his last game, um, he he held the crease down, literally, he held it down, and um, it's unfortunate that the new two or fewer struck again, and you know the Sharks just call it whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? Um, the way the way that they managed to Allow that puck to cross the goal line in 16 seconds is and it is what it is. But let's get back to Capo and stellar play outside of the fact that he lost that game against the Vegas Golden Knights. He had a 0.947 save percentage. All right, he saved 36 shots on 38. Um, he made 36 saves on 38 shots. Pardon me. And um, let's just go down the last few games here, okay? So against the Washington Capitals, now obviously. He only played thirty-seven minutes because of that injury, but he had a .923 save percentage. All right, so he only allowed one goal. He made twelve saves on thirteen shot attempts. Um, in Florida, you know that's a game where the Sharks. Now, now, really quick here, with the exception, I think it's with the exception against, I believe. Most recently against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Sharks were favored to lose every single one of these games. And Kapo Kakinen, his goaltending, provided the victory. So against Florida, all right? 0.95, 0.950 save percentage. 95% of his shots were saved. He allowed two goals, all right? But he had faced 40 shots, 38 saves. Okay, that was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, stellar play. And then... A little further back as we rewind here against Tampa Bay Lightning. 9.19 save percentage. 34 saves on 37 shots. And we're all started. 0.902. 41 shots faced against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He allowed four goals. Okay. They won that game. I believe it was 6-4. 0.902 save percentage. So I know I was f- rewinding Let's go in chronological order forwards based off save percentage. All right, With the exception of that last game against the Vegas Golden Knights, where in my opinion, that's on the defense. That's on the defense, but it is what it is. His save percentage, his game has been progressively getting better as we stated at the beginning of this segment. 9.902 save percentage against Pittsburgh the first time. He didn't play against them the last time, so I just want to keep that clear. That was Aaron Dell. Okay, nine. 0.919 save percentage against the Lightning. 0.950 save percentage against the Panthers. These are absurd save percentages with how stacked those three teams are. And, I mean, think about it. Sidney Crosby and the Pens. Um, Stompkos and the Lightning. OV and the Caps. Anyways. So, speaking of which. Point nine two three. so obviously he was taking out of the game, we didn't get to see him really play but the bottom line is that Kapokakinen is definitely on the rise, now we're going to have to start to discuss whether or not he's going to um, be starting goaltender quality moving forward um, obviously the trade rumors are surrounding Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer, but as previously mentioned by NHL Network, Nick Bonino Kevin LeBanc and James Reimer are also some notables on the Sharks roster as being potential trade targets are being on the move come March 3rd. Um, that's pure speculation. I'm not too sure about that. I honestly don't see why you would trade James Reimer now. I don't really see any reason why. Well, you know what? Let me put a pause on that. We're talking about and I'll go into the trade, into my trade predictions, and what I think about some of the stuff coming up in just a moment. I know you love when I do that. All right, let's talk about Capo Kakinen, all right, and why I still feel like he's on the rise. So a lot of you will be like, all right, let's not do overreaction here. Okay, let's not overreact to a few games. Um, you know, he obviously has, you know, his, his improvement over, you know, this past few games. This is the third quarter, by the way, all right? So this is the third quarter of the NHL season. Alright, and that's what I want to do right now. I'm gonna compare this quarterly, his performances quarterly from this season to last season. All right. But um right now, right now, um in the five games that he's played in this quarter, he has a 0.929 save percentage in comparison to the previous two quarters where he played 10 games, he had a goals against average of 3.94 and a save percentage of 0.867. All right, that was the second quarter. The first quarter, nine games played, he had three goals, three point eight one goals against average, and a .871 save percentage. These stats are via Frozen Tools, okay, Dauber Sports, just so y'all know. Um, so yeah, there is a huge, significant difference. Obviously, this third quarter, he's only like halfway through. All right, so in comparison, first quarter, nine games played, he had a two five and two. Uh, record so um 10 games in the last quarter three four and two record this season he has f- or this quarter five games played thus far three and two all right and obviously that save percentage significantly increase 0.929 all right so hopefully i didn't lose you in the numbers but the point I'm trying to say is uh quarterly just this year alone it's obvious capital is on the rise he's getting progressively better each season he's had um, quality starts in his five games played this quarter okay that's 80% of the games he's played in his previous five games 80% where quality starts alright so in comparison where was he at last season this time of year third quarter last season he was at .895 save percentage alright so in comparison to where he's at um, where he's at last season to now, he is trending to um, be you know to be extremely extremely better. <laughs> um, but this this is this is no secret, okay? So just really quick, as we continue to uh, pretty much um, praise Kapil Kakinen here, and he deserves it. He really does. Um, you know his his play is no secret for those of us fans out there who's been kind of um, tracking his career. I mean, a lot of us really started to pay attention to him when he was acquired in the 2021-2022 season. But for those of us who want to dive a little deeper, in 2018-19 with the Iowa Wild, he's had significant um, time in the AHL. He played 39 games, uh, 6 shutouts, uh, 0.908 save percentage, uh, 2.78 goals against average. And the following year, he got some NHL time, only played 5 games, but he, for what it was worth, he um, was 3-1-1. 0.913 save percentage. Uh, 34 games again with the AHO. With the Iowa Wild, 7 shutouts. 0.927 save percentage. He went 25, 6, and 5. So last season, that kind of like abbreviated year, the 20, or not last season, two years ago, 2020, 2021, with the Minnesota Wild. He played 24 of those 56 games. And um, yeah, 0.902 save percentage. He went 16 and 8. Not too shabby. Uh, last year, when we acquired him, he played 11 games for the Sharks until last season. Uh, 9.16 save percentage. The record, unfortunately, was 2-6-1, and one, but, I mean, come on, he's playing with us now. <laughs> I don't mean in disrespect, I'm just saying. There's a reason why we're, like, sinking to the bottom of the standings. And um, base, pretty much what I was trying to say is based off his 11 games last season, it was kind of thought that this was supposed to be his year. Unfortunately, altogether... Including, you know, his previous stellar performance in this quarter, uh, 24 games in total. He still has a 3.62 goals against average and a career worst 0.883 save percentage. He's earned a shutout. Obviously, that's happened recently. um, But nonetheless, we're hoping, we're hoping that he continues his resurgence because it's just going to be, in my opinion, um, one, it makes watching Sharks hockey a whole lot better. You just got to say the obvious right off the, right off the bat. And two, I think um, me personally as a fan, I was getting a little worried about like how they're playing goaltender roulette. You know what I'm saying? Like, martin jones wasn't the answer so we went and got his backup that was supposed to be i mean his backup from like you know the seasons back during the Stanley cup year and i don't mean to disrespect. i'm just trying to say like you know from a fan's perspective it's kind of like you know how's that progress and then they traded for aiden hill and i'm just going to say how i did it uh since we acquired him last season until he was traded i never it never appeared to me or didn't strike me as if aiden hill wanted to be in san Jose. so he's where he wants to be now and he's our you know, he's in Vegas now, and it is what it is. Um, but, you know, Kapokakkanen, when we acquired him, it was pretty obvious, in my opinion, that the reason why he acquired Kapokakkanen, and I know a lot of people out there are trying to say, oh, this means James Rhymers on the move. I call bull shark on that um, because, again, he was, in my opinion, the undisputed starter. They finally recognized him this season. Unfortunately, he started to get injured. But back to the point. When they acquired Kapokakkanen, I knew Aiden Hill's days were done here. It was just, it was obvious. I mean, he wasn't even, like, he wasn't even like skating let alone practicing with the guys he'd go in there take a couple shots and that was it it was obvious that his time here in San Jose was done I mean he filed for arbitration whether or not that's because he felt like he deserved more since when they acquired him um, it seemed as if Aiden Hill was going to be the one you know goalie number one in San Jose but then immediately after they signed James Reimer right so I imagine that's what that had something to do with to make sure that he gets his payday that he deserved I'm not too sure but they squashed it he played the Sharks not so much did some cool things while he was with us, all right, including getting uh two assists in a game. But long story short, when they acquired Kapo I felt like it was obvious that he was, that was his replacement. And time told that to be true. Whether or not at the time you want to, you know, believe it or you know, take it with a grain of salt, that's up, that's on you. But bottom line is Reimer and Kapo are still here. Reimer was the undisputed starter until he got injured. Now, captain being on the rise is what we want to see because, again, did not want to see goaltender roulette here in Sharks territory. You're getting that vibe like they didn't really know who was their starter, even though Reimer was the one holding it down. Um, if you guys want football analogy, and hopefully I don't lose you on this one, but for us Bay Area fans, it's kind of reminiscent of like the Garoppolo situation here with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. You know, the Sharks are in a situation where or they were in a situation where they had three goaltenders at a time and not one of them was, like, declared starter. Um, Hill's gone. Reimer's here with Kakinen. And up until recently, it seemed like Kakinen was um, not going to work. On that note, that's what I love about this whole resurgence. Just a few days ago, there were, like, reports of Kakinen needing to be rebuilt. <laughs> not the Sharks. Not the Jose Sharks. Just this one goalie needs to be rebuilt, Right. Anyways, now the same noisemakers are saying that he's the number one goalie on the roster. Huh. I guess that's what you what we've come to expect, right? When you have out-of-town Fairweather fans covering our team. You can't blame them, Miss their job. Anyways, moving on. Um, so, it's been a amazing, amazing um, weekend. Amazing, beautiful weekend. The weather is so nice here in San Jose. And... Um, why am I speaking about the weather? Because I want to do a little final final forecast here. Final trade predictions for San Jose Sharks players, as I mentioned earlier. NHL Network has been, or they have listed Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer. obviously. They've listed Bonito, LeBanc, and they've also listed James Reimer. So really quick, I'm just going to give my final trade predictions, and I'm going to be straight to the point. I'm not even going to spend a lot of like time... Um, What's the word? Uh, speculating. I'm just going to say what I got to say. All right. So I think Eric Carlson stays. I know the hockey world wants. They're salivating. They want to see Eric Carlson in a different uniform this season. Oh, well, it is what it is. Um, I don't see there being any deal that works for San Jose right now. And I don't see any reason why the Sharks should have to get rid of him for a bargain. Right. Right. Um, why should the Sharks have to retain 50% of his salary? He's having an amazing year and he is 100% full health. The Eric Carlson that the hockey world is seeing now is the Eric Carlson that Sharks territory has been waiting to see for the last few years. Now that we finally got him, the, the league wants him at a discount rate. You got to be kidding me. Um, so I think He stays. Obviously, the contract for a, a team that's rebuilding it doesn't work out. But who's to say? Who's to say that Eric Carlson isn't a centerpiece of this, you know, rebuild? There's no reason why he can't be. I mean, he's already quarterbacking at the blue line. There's no reason why we can't see him stay longer in San Jose. But I think he's going to be here by the end of the season. That's my opinion. I think March third, Carlson is going to be it's going to be talked up. But I think it's never going to be um, it's never going to go down. That's my opinion. Uh, Timo Meyer. I think he's going to be traded. I really do. Um, it's pretty obvious that he is the number one trade target this upcoming trade deadline, March 3rd, for those of you who are, you know, counting down. We covered that in the last podcast, how he's now top of the list. And, you know, the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, they are essentially, in my opinion, I mean... I know it's, you know, there's now okay really quick, the agents, you know, Timo Myers agent has, again, recently as, as recent as just this past week has said that no teams have, they have not talked to any teams about a potential contract extension in terms of like, if he gets traded away, they haven't talked to any potential suitors out there in regards to, you know, extending his contract. So what does that mean? Number one, it might mean that there are teams that are more interested in the rental in renting timo meyer than they actually are in extending him okay um number two it may also mean that hey maybe the sharks will do what they did with Tomas Hertl hurdle last season which was like a couple of weeks before the trade deadline next thing you know he had eight by eight so we'll see you know what it is that meyer gets here in san jose um that's always a possibility, but I personally think that with you know New Jersey pretty much saying, Hey, we'll match or even make it better, whatever offer that you know the Sharks may potentially get, aka a hey, if you're gonna sell, please hit us up first so we can at least match or top that offer. It sounds to me like New Jersey's pretty much they already have room and board for Timo Meyer. All right. And I know some of you out there on, on Twitter. Um, you know, you follow, like, Frank Saravalli, I believe it was, but he uh, shared a tweet on Twitter. It's pretty uh, pretty dope, got to admit. And probably even more like of a, um, like, dang. Can't believe, because, you know, Metallica being a Bay Area band, but there's a shirt out there that says, give me fuel, give me fire, give me effing Timo Meyer," and it has the New Jersey hockey logo next to it. If he goes to the East Coast, to New Jersey, that's going to be one of the hottest selling, hottest selling T-shirts, without a doubt. It's a shame that we couldn't freaking... Figure that out here, being that you know Metallica's very bad but it is what it is. Uh, fans are being creative. All the hype going around his name, especially New Jersey. Um, you know, it's nice to see another um, fan base be excited about a player on our team because a lot of us here in Sharks territory, the way they be discussing players nowadays, um, you know, they discuss them like assets more than they do about like actually being people or players, right? Anyways. Um so on that note I'm gonna continue to uh I'm gonna be um <laughs> by my own words here and talk about my trade predictions. Uh <laughs> I think Reiner stays. I don't see any buyers in the market for a goalie with the exception of Vegas. Not so much. I mean Aiden Hill. He didn't he didn't look too shabby uh last game. Then again, the sharks really give him much of a, a workout, did they? But um I know he was kind of struggling. Um, I know Vegas is looking for a long tr- uh, solution and goaltending, but I don't see them making an offer for Reimer, for and I don't know why the Sharks would want to help them out any more than they did with Hill, unless Vegas is starting to become, you know, the goaltender destination where Sharks send, you know, the guys at the in between the pipes uh, to. Uh, I think Benino stays. Uh, he's the assistant or the alternate captain. It sounds like Sharks. I don't see any reason why Nick Bonino will be moved. I know he has that 2000000 dollar uh cap hit, but, I mean he's one of you know he's part of the leadership core it just doesn't make sense if anyone's gonna move it's gonna be kevin lebanque i don't know how much of a deal the sharks will get for that but i'm not here to um you know it's again to speculate i'm just simply saying i think he'll be moved um because that's a contract that's a four million dollar uh price tag that the sharks absolutely need to get off of the uh salary salary cap unless of course he's given a freaking chance to play in the game and do something okay my bad i digress uh, bonus, Sharks may move another forward as part of a trade package. Maybe ACMOT. Just saying. Um, just thinking of uh, players of recent with a trade value. Um, you know, he's arrived and he hasn't been given much NHL time. Last episode we said, um, you know, that was the case. I believe it was with um, Middleton. No. You know what? I digress. Long story short is uh, ACMOT hasn't been given much NHL time, but when he for the time that he's had with the Sharks, he's rise to the occasion. Uh, so we'll see if Sharks capitalize on you know his um, you know upward trends here. And yeah, I think that's pretty much going to cover it. Thank you to everybody. Like I said, it's going to be short and sweet. No speculation. Uh, just what I think is going to go down next couple of weeks. Uh, if you are joining late here, we discussed Patrick Marlowe weekend coming up in San Jose. We also talked about Capil rise in Sharks territory. Uh, briefly covered the last two performances and uh, speculated. We just ended right now. <laughs> not speculated. Pardon me. Uh, stating last our last bid, our last trade prediction for uh, the Sharks players that were rumored to be on the move by NHL Network. Uh, so you can enjoy this episode in its entirety on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Our pages at Shark City Hockey, and um, of course you could. Get the episode in audio and video format at SharkCityHockey.com. SharkCityhockey.com is where you'll find all of our previous episodes of the Shark City Hockey Podcast the Shark City Hockey Podcast. Pardon me. Uh, Shark City Podcast is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon. I'm Aaron James. Thank you for all tuning in this weekend. Uh, let's go sharks are taking on the Buffalo Sabres. I said I was going to preview it, but I'll just let you know what your odds are. Uh, the latest, as of right now, the Sharks are the Underdogs, 46.9% chance of winning via Money Puck. They are about plus 100. This is a big game for the Savers. A really big game. Increases their chances of um, making the playoffs just by 3.7% if they beat us. This is an almost meaningless game for the Sharks as our playoffs odds are at 0. 0, zero, zero unfortunately. Um, but, hey, the last the last in the last seven games when we're the underdogs with the exception of one occasion when Cap kakin was not in net uh we handled so let's see what let's see what happens tonight all right so uh, buffalo sabers obviously they're right here in sharks territory they're going to be taking um taking on the sharks as the sharks celebrate uh black history month and they're going to do it with giving away a mike greer bobblehead pretty awesome He's half in his tux because he's the GM, current GM of the Sharks, and half in the uniform that he uh, suited up in when he was a San Jose Shark. Uh, so it's going to be awesome, awesome uh, to add to the collection for those of you who uh, collect bobbleheads. All right, I'm Aaron James. I am out of here. Once again, you could uh, check out the show in its entirety at sharkcityhockey.com. Um, and, yeah, Shark City... Podcast is the official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com and we are proud affiliates of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Aaron James. Thank you to everybody who's been with us top of the hour. Thank you to everyone who enjoys this program on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like, subscribe, retweet, share all that jazz, whatever platform you're on. And until next time, I'm Aaron James and let's go Sharks.